What is going on, podcast? It is Jeep and Bubba, and welcome to another episode of the Jeep and Bubba podcast. Today, we're going to be covering the Georgia Traverse. I'd like to cover what it is, how it can be used, and why it might appeal to someone like yourself. So first of all, let's talk about what it is. What it is is there was a a guy that wanted to make a traverse from one side of the state of Georgia to the other using the least amount of paved roads as possible. So he chose an area in the North Georgia, um, the the very North Georgia area that starts in the Carolina, uh, Tennessee border area, uh, North Carolina, Tennessee border area. And it goes across the Northern part of the state, East to West, or you can travel it West to East. Doesn't matter. Uh, and it goes all the way to the Alabama border, uh, and runs into big frog loop. And there's actually some more wilderness over there that you can offer it as well. It is 390 total miles of paved and unpaved, and 226 of those are um, unpaved. Uh, mostly gravel road, uh, forest service road, um, county unmaintained road, uh, all of it public land, most of it lined with campsites, uh, just beautiful scenery. Uh, I would say 75, 80% of it can be done in two wheel drive. Um, you don't need big tires to do it. Most overland vehicles can do it. Um, there are a few exceptions. There are a few areas where it does get, uh, deeply rutted, some big rocks. Uh, it is going to be a little bit more difficult. They can be bypassed. Uh, not every single road has to be done. Um, you can definitely, most of these are not single lanes or, uh, you know, two tracks. So you can turn back around if something's too hard and you can still make your traverse. Uh, so this gentleman and his name's escaping me, but if you go on georgiaoverland.com and by the way, uh, I'm not associated with them. They don't know I'm making this podcast. I'm just, uh, giving out this information on my own. Uh, if, if you go on georgiaoverland.com, he has, all the information, uh, he's done a big write-up, but he also has GPX files, and so you can download those to your phone, and you can, uh, if you use Gaia or if you use Google Maps, you can actually download those uh, offline coordinates, and a lot of the sections of the trail don't get serviced no matter what provider you have, so it's good to have that, and uh, you can go from one side of the state to the other, and it's absolutely beautiful. Again, not super hard. Most people take four to five days to do it. Um, I think it can be done in three. Myself, I've only completed two thirds of the traverse. Um, I'm just missing um, the western part, uh, getting over to Alabama. And, the, and kind of the reason I haven't run it is uh, if I start in Alabama, I've got about a two hour drive, well, out of two and a half hour drive from my house uh, where I live in Brazelton, Georgia. Uh, and then I've got a, uh, then I would basically be riding to the middle of the state where I'd still be like an hour and a half, two hours, two hours, two hours away from my home. So I'd almost need to camp to make that little section done. The other side of the, the traverse is easier for me because, uh, I can start, within an hour of my house. And then when I get done, I'm like an hour away. So uh, like an hour, hour and a half. So it makes it a little bit easier, the sections I've done. So that's what it is. This great, great 
guy. Well, I've never met him, but I appreciate the efforts that he's done. So that's why I'm calling him great. The great efforts this this guy put in in making this trek. He's got uh, 500 different waypoints that he put on the map. So like campsites and waterfalls, and he tells you what roads you're on. And it, it takes a little bit of experience to um, to read his map a little bit. Uh, if you do have something like Gaia GPS, it does work really well with that. And um, if you do have uh, offline navigation, like a GPS chip in your phone or your tablet, it makes it really super easy to follow along. Um, sometimes it's hard to like zoom in and see the exact turn but uh, you'll figure it out it's not super hard uh a lot of the roads you get lost on their gravel roads as well so, sometimes excuse me for a second <coughs> i apologize um sometimes you will come up to roads that are closed some roads are seasonal you can get some of that information on the georgia forestry website not all of that is available and not all of it is up to date, we have found. Um, one of the best things you can do that I've found is go on YouTube uh, and look up uh, the particular stretch of road you might be wanting to run and look for the closest date because people are posting all the time about the traverse and you might get some information that's only you know a few months old. There's also the people who talk about it on the uh, Georgia Overland uh, Facebook page. Uh, we were going to camp at a section the other day, uh, which is Wildcat Creek, Wildcat Creek, and uh, it it was closed, and we saw that information on Facebook, so we didn't go there. We actually camped somewhere else, near Charlie's Creek, which is also on the Traverse. So that's what it is. It's fantastic. Um, if you don't live in the state of Georgia, you know, you can always come down and do it in sections. You can do it, you know, in four to five days, like I say. There's other states that have this. I know a guy working on one that's not quite trans-Michigan, but it's across the, uh, the Manistee Forest. There's some people that have done some similar things in Utah, Wisconsin. Um, some people working on it in Indiana. There's a, uh, a traverse across the United States. I mean, there's people that really, really, really want to get on as much dirt as possible and the reason being is you can see so many sites and uh, a lot of times there's like old homes and farms and just things you're not going to see on the main roads um, but this kind of seg speaking of like main roads and highways this kind of segues me into the next section um, of of the Georgia Traverse one thing besides the obvious of well the obvious would be you come down you start in one side of the state and you could stay uh, at the many, many uh, camping locations that are marked. There's a lot of improvised camping, a lot of, uh, there's even a few campgrounds along the way you can stay at that are like uh, national forest campgrounds that are, or run by the state um, that are pay sites that are a little bit fancier, but um, there's a lot of camping along the way. You're not going to struggle to find camping. And uh, unless you come July 4th or Memorial Day weekend or something like that, but um, so you could, you could, you know, do the trail in sections and camp and really, uh, at any time you can break off the trail, find gas, find food. Uh, some of these towns are going to be really rural, rural that you're in, but almost all of them have a gas station or a Walmart or a dollar general or something like that. So, you know, you might want to bring a little extra food, a little extra gas. Um, but 
it's nothing where you're just stranded or if you decide after two or three days like oh, I don't think we're gonna be able to finish this in our time frame you know save where you're at um, drop a point with your GPS and then you can always come back but here's the thing that I've been using it for recently that I think is a great uh, idea and a great thing and I'm just glad that the, the traverse exists in the way that it does so, uh, I like to hunt, fish, and camp, and, um, recently we did a trip, and it's on my YouTube, uh, channel, the Jeep and Bubba channel, where we, uh, camped, my friends came up from Florida, and we camped in North Georgia at the, uh, Tallulah River campground in the Chattahoochee National Forest, and then uh, we wanted to go to Dillard, Georgia the next day and eat breakfast at the Dillard House, which is kind of a fam fa uh, famous restaurant. The reason we picked that spot is because uh, it, w it was just about where they would be around the time they need to find somewhere to stay for the night. And it was only like an hour and a half from my house. And then the next day we were going to go to Matchpatch, North Carolina, which is about two hours away. So instead of us all getting hotel rooms or renting a cabin or Airbnb, we just met at a campground that it was $15 uh, between the both of us, so uh, $7.50 each to stay at a campsite with water, a beautiful river, um, it had vaulted toilets, and um, it was right off the Georgia Traverse. Now we could go back down to the main road and go into Dillard uh, in about half an hour, or we could take the Traverse, which was about 50 minutes, uh, close to an hour, and we did. So we did. So we, we just pull off one paved road and then boom, we were gravel and rode for 50 minutes on unpaved roads. We went by farms, lakes, ponds, a couple little, we went through a few little creek crossing, water crossings, went way up into elevation to like 3,800 feet, 4,000 feet, which that's high for Georgia, um, through Patterson's Gap, just a beautiful overlook. That's how we started our morning. We woke up at a camp you know, broke camp, and that's how we started our day. It was fantastic. And then uh, it popped us out right into the town of Dillard. I mean, we were only on paved roads for a few minutes, and we were eating breakfast. So something I was, I've was i been thinking of it as, one, it's a great place to camp, but also it's a great highway to get you to different campsites, different um, areas of North Georgia, like, say, uh, I really want to fish in Blue Ridge this weekend uh, and maybe camp up there. And then maybe we want to go over to uh, Tallulah Gorge and hike the next day. Well, there's actually trails between those two areas. And so you can use sections of the traverse to get back and forth and also find places to camp. So, I mean, whether it's 15 bucks or it's free because it's improvised or, uh, you know, $5 or something like that, so much cheaper than finding uh, uh, a campsite. And for me, I would rather sit around a campfire and uh, have a nice uh, adult beverage and enjoy the company of others versus staying at a hotel. So that's one of the things that I think people should kind of think about the Traverse as. You know, the state of Georgia doesn't have a lot of off-roading. Um, we have Beasley's Knob. We have uh, the Flatlands, um, Trey Mountain, which is a part of the Traverse. We have the Traverse itself, and then we have a few little scattered off-road parks um, across the state. And compared to some other states, not all, but we kind of lack in public land. And this is 
that area is probably the highest, the densest area of forestry road in the state, um, at least north of Atlanta. Uh, there may be more in South Georgia, but this is going to be some elevation change, rock, some creek crossing, some great trout fishing, um, a place where you're, it's possible for you to see black bear. Uh, you're going to see a lot of deer. You're going to see uh, different types of wildlife. And it's just absolutely beautiful. Most evenings are cool with a breeze through there. Um, not unproductive weather. It's not crazy like the Rocky Mountains. Uh, usually the weather service is pretty close to predicting the weather that areas. It is typically cooler than the rest of the state in that area uh, temperature-wise. But uh, a lot to see, a lot to be done, and um, if it doesn't seem like it interests you, it doesn't bother me, because the less people that are out there, that's fine with me. <laughs> this isn't a, a paid thing to keep keep this open. This is going to stay open, and so if it's super busy out there, then that, that kind of hurts me. But I do like to share things like this with people, because it is really special. Um, I do have a little bit of these trails written up on my website, uh, blackbearoffroad.com. We know we sell stuff on there, but if you go to the recent travel section, it's down the bottom left-hand corner. I have a couple write-ups on uh, some of the locations that we've stayed in. And actually, Friday of this week, we're going to be riding another section that's not actually in the traverse that someone gave me GPS coordinates to. But where I've where I see that it ends up uh, ending at is another spot on the traverse. So when I get there, I won't be lost. I'll be able to just pick up and keep riding trails in that area and find a trail that sort of gets me back home, uh, closer to my home and be riding trails at the same time. So it's a fantastic kind of resource. If you're someone who likes overlanding, rock crawling, wheeling, uh, whether you like hiking, a lot of these trails would be great for hiking, great for fishing, uh, sightseeing, bird watching, whatever you like to do. A lot of these areas have public hunting too. Uh, public hunting is kind of a thing where, uh, you know, I, I worry about the safety of it because there's so many people out there. It's hard to communicate with these people, but it's something that you enjoy. Then cool. That, that does exist there as well. So, um, that's the whole rundown on everything. I wanted to just uh, throw that out there to you in podcast world. I know a lot of my listeners aren't in the state of Georgia, um, but if you're ever thinking about maybe traveling down south for a vacation or north, maybe if you're in Florida, this would be a great place to travel if you live in Florida. You know, you're used to the beach and you like to vacation up in the mountains. This is an area where you don't have to necessarily have any, a built rig, a stock vehicle, a stock four-wheel drive vehicle could do this. A Subaru could do a lot of it. Um, there are some water crossings that could be really high depending on rain that uh, clearance would be necessary. Uh, there's some sections that I wouldn't bring our Cherokee Trailhawk through, and there's a lot of sections I would. But like I say, there's bypasses. There's You could turn back around and uh, uh, still do a lot of it. Um, so anyways... I just wanted to bring that to you guys' attention and share that little piece of information. Uh, if you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out to me on social. Feel free to check out some of my YouTube videos. I actually cover a lot of these areas about the George Traverse. I have two different videos specifically on the Traverse and uh, Alston's videos where the Traverse, like Trey Mountain, is is actually included in the video um, just subsequently. Uh, so anyways... I hope you guys have a fantastic new year. I'm coming to you about two hours before the new year uh, here in 2019. So I hope you have a, a fantastic new year in 2020. And that includes some off-roading, some adventures, some wheeling, 
from my family to yours, we hope you have a fantastic new year, and uh, we'll be seeing you.